Hey, I'm David, and this is Dave Ed. This has been my dream since I've been a child. I used to tell my friend Maxine growing up that she would be a doctor and I'd live next door and she would pay for everything and I would have all the animals and I would grow her food. Mm -hmm. And that's still my dream and she's a doctor so it might come true. Just I've always wanted animals and I don't necessarily want like chickens to eat. I want to save them from the eating industry. I would just want to provide a home for them to live their life on and yeah, essentially as a farm sanctuary. There are people in my life that light me up. You just heard me talking to the number one igniter of my life, Becca May. She's my life partner and mother of our two extraordinary humans. For a long time, I've wanted to turn a microphone on and record conversations with people that inspire me. There's something that happens when a microphone is present that makes conversation intentional and sets it apart from the regular daily chatter of our lives. Before we jump into Sunday Tea Time with Becca, I'd like to talk a bit about what I'm up to. I'm an artist, and when I spend a day making things, I feel like the fullest version of myself. The past several years have been a period of slowness for me. I'm an extreme extrovert and have thrived playing guitar in high-energy environments. Becoming a young parent with Becca kept me home more than I would have anticipated. It was a struggle for me to settle into home life, but looking back, I'm grateful that I have had the opportunity to be home with my family during our kids' most formative years. They have brought so much joy to my life and have shown me how miraculous life can be. During this time of slowness, I have also experienced deep loss. I've learned that life is a series of juxtaposed moments where there is so much light and so much dark, often in the same moment. The best way I know how to process the highs and lows is to make art, specifically music. I craft songs based on my mood, and I love to make sounds that express how I feel, an outward expression of my interior spaces. The guitar you hear is from a song I wrote called 30 that encapsulates my life experience revolving around the sun for three decades. I launched a Patreon as a way to invite other folks who resonate with my music into the songwriting and recording process. If you would like to join in and contribute a few dollars a month to help me get this song and the rest of my upcoming LP produced professionally, I would be grateful and overjoyed to have you along for the ride. As an entry-level patron, you can preview one song a month that is still in the demo stages of production. If you're a fan of hearing tracks in their grittiest form, prepare yourself for these tracks in the raw. In addition to accessing one demo track every month, I will be posting song stories, meditation soundscapes, and a select few of you may opt to become a songwriting partner. I hope to create an online community that I can lean into for ideas when I hit creative roadblocks. There's a link to the Patreon page in the show notes, or you can find it by visiting my website, davidstraight.org. Okay, now let's dive into the tales of our traveling experiences. Welcome, Becca Straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> Becca and I drive around the country, and um, she'll say something to me, and I'll be like a space cadet. And when I'm a space cadet, I've been dreaming about doing exactly this on Sundays. So welcome to Sundays. <laughs> we actually do have tea. This is Becca across from me. She's my partner. And you're going to hear little noises here as well. Some of the little noises are our cat. She's not She's not quiet. No. And um, her name is? Dewey. Why? Because she looked like a doofus when we got her. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other noises you're going to hear are um, children. 
seven and five currently, and they are the joy of our life and also a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yes. More times than not. Yes, but that is just the way it is with kids. So I don't know how much I've told you this, but I want to start a series of conversations with people that I love, and you are um, really up there on the people that I love. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> you might be top of the totem pole, actually, since I do every day with you. Top of the totem pole. What are, that's a saying I don't think we should be saying. Oh, okay. You are top of the list on people that I love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think we had a good moment before lunch today. Where we were like, yes. It just felt like yes. Well, see, there's a cat. Uh-huh. Um, so, backstory to what Dave's saying. I just went to yoga this morning, and it was lovely, as always. Very spiritual, and just with a bunch of people. And it was amazing. And she mentioned how they were going on a retreat coming up in March to um, Mexico, a week-long retreat, where they do like clay bathing and then you go out into the ocean and wash it off and there's sound bathing and a bunch of meditation and snorkeling and i haven't done a trip by myself in a long time so i just mentioned to dave and he's like you have to go so we'll figure out the money stuff but maybe you want to cry because it's gonna be really good so that's the premise of our connection i think just mm-hmm. doing something yeah because we've done seven years as a unit yeah as a four-person family unit and we continue to learn how important it is to take time away from the responsibilities that you have and then also take time for yourself so this is going to be a whole new year and i've I've heard before that every seven years that's kind of when you're feeling something new is on the horizon and it's been seven years emerson is seven yeah so this is the year where we really jump into who something. we really are. Yeah. Yeah. Raising a family has been awesome. And these kids, every day I look at them and I'm like, wow. We're at this place that is really, truly incredible. So let's recap. We did a lot of traveling. Recently? Yes. A lot? A lot. So first off, we did Christmas. And we had a nice Christmas as a family, and then we jetted down to North nice Carolina. Sister, right? And by jetted, I mean drove. Right, so we drove to North Carolina. Yes. We took many forms of transportation, which we'll cover in this conversation. <laughs> the yeah. first form is a car. the Kia that we lease currently. Yeah, we drove down to North Carolina for two weeks with my sister, and my parents live there, and obviously my nieces, and my nephew, and my brother-in-law, and we had a blast. Um, I think our initial plan was to only stay there for like a week, but then Dave got invited to play music with his friends in West Virginia, which is only three hours from there. So there was no point in driving all the way home and then going back out there. So we stayed for two weeks and then went to West Virginia and drove there. And all the blast. Mm-hmm. So North Carolina is family. Right. We got to see the kids' cousins. We got to see your sister. And we your cousins. My cousins. Oh, yeah. So I grew up going to North Carolina, seeing my cousins, and now my kids get to go see their cousins, which is so cool. And I have this thing around the holidays, which you know, which I'm just going to put out there. Presents give me anxiety. So this is something that I want to unpack. Why do presents give me anxiety? I don't know, because I love presents. (laughs) 
And you don't give me any. I know, and it's, really, <laughs> it's something that I need to learn. I think the hard thing is that you and I are orienting our lives in a certain way. In in my brain, when present season happens, it feels like stuff, and stuff feels heavy, and I want to be light so that we can do the things that we want to do. True. I totally get that. It mm-hmm. could be something, like your mom gave me a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'll do it once, and I'll pass it on to my mom. Mm-hmm. So if you think of gifts for me, I don't need, unless it's something you think I'll use every day, a lot of the things that I want are things that I want to do in the winter. Mm-hmm. So like getting me a Lego, which would keep me busy at night or just things that like don't involve screen land and things like that. Like I really want, I want to get involved in like little cross stitch things or just keep my hands busy. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think in terms of a healthy mind for me, that's what you can think of it as. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just stuff because once I do it, I can, I'll just give it away to somebody else. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And then, so I have all this anxiety building up to Christmas about gifts because mm. I just stuff. Like, Victor Wooten has a song and he says, it's, it's called Me and My Bass Guitar and he's in a blank space room, white room, and it's just him and his bass and he's happy. And yeah. that is how, what I resonate with. <laughs> I want a house free of stuff and just my six well, strings and me. I think that's why our house is driving us a little bit crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Currently, you can't see our setup, but we have sewing machine behind me, Dave's bookshelf full of books that are never being read, a couch, lots of instruments, guitar, and trunk sets just in the middle of this room, mm-hmm. which makes it possible if I want to sew. It's functional. It's all functional right now, but there's just stuff everywhere because mm-hmm. our house is itty bitty. Yeah. So I had all this anxiety about presents, but then I watch our kids. And there's something about watching children unwrapping a present mm-hmm. and they're beaming. And then I watch their cousins open presents and they're beaming. And it really is a truly sacred time of the year. Because when you open a present that you generally, genuinely wanted or that you see that you really like, you know that somebody was thinking about you and they gave you something that they thought you would really like. Mm. yeah it's like the time that goes into the it's the time that goes into the present buying it's not the um actual thing itself but i almost do want to implement the way that our friend sparks does gifts okay how he brother sparks by the way brother sparks he yes. introduced us to a brother he introduced us to him as brother sparks and um anyways he his daughter's birthday was recent and They've been opening one present at a time. Like he's hit all the other presents. So maybe that's the way that we do Christmas Mm. is instead of it being one giant thing in the morning, maybe we do like a present a day starting on Christmas or something Mm -hmm. going forward, you know, Mm -hmm. so that, you know, they have a whole day to enjoy something rather than feeling like they have to do everything at once. Yeah. And then I think my favorite part of North Carolina too Mm-hmm. was we did all the presents and like you said there's takeaways that we can you know orient our Christmas gift giving a little differently right but we made so many memories with those people we were ice skating and it was so much fun yeah at the white water rafting center yeah who knew there's a white Olympic white water rafting center in North Carolina I didn't know that it was so much fun now we know we had like this obstacle course in the woods for the kids mm-hmm. which of course we did as well. 
and there's deep water soloing. Oh yeah, and that's not not now. That you can do, which we will be back. Whitewater Center. We are coming for you. We're bringing our friends, our rock climbing friends. Um, so then, after all of that fun with our family, we got to see our friends. Our dear, dear, our dear, dear, dear friends. Speaking of rock climbers. I know. That was so good. Yeah. We've, our, been, we've been seeing these people. So I mean, long. Matt Pounds, it's been, what, mm-hmm. five years? We had a class reunion. <laughs> Even though we, none of us were in the same class. <laughs> we had a college class reunion in Fayetteville, West Virginia, which is gorgeous. Do you know what I mean when I say gorgeous? <laughs> Clever. <laughs> um, yes, there are lots of, lots of gorgeous there. Anyways, yeah, it was so fun. We saw all of our friends and it just made me want to cry because I love them so much. And I wish this country wasn't so stuck on, um, what am I trying to find the word? The word is like, in other countries, you are very, and you love somebody, you show it, you know, mm-hmm. whether you do like two kisses on each cheek, whether you, I don't know, lots of embraces, or you actually kiss the person, like that's not your significant other. And I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful because would I, would I lay in bed with this person? No, I would not. That's not the that's not the point I'm getting at. The point is I love this person so much that I just want to smooch him. And I hate that our country is so like against showing affection towards other humans. I am a child of the internet. Born in 1991, I have never lived in a world without it. I remember the first iPhone, that sleek, sexy, handheld device. The allure was impossible to resist. I knew I had to have one because it would make my life so much better and make me so connected to this new world that was rapidly changing all around us. I took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. I skated through my college years glued to the Apple Glow. If I'm going to be completely honest, I'm addicted to the glow and the over-sensualized version of life on that little screen. I have recognized that I have no control over myself with these devices, but that isn't enough for me to break bad habits where I'm losing sleep and losing connection with the present moment. I'm so thankful there's a viable alternative phone to the ones that are shoved in our faces all day long. And this phone has a name. It's the Light Phone. I use it as my primary phone, but have kept all my Apple devices for when I'm working and connected to Wi-Fi. The Light Phone has given me space in my life. Space to be bored, because being bored is where creativity strikes. The idea for these conversations is because I have decided to give myself space from the glow of distraction and screen land. I still struggle constantly to prime myself away from binge-watching shows and all the other nonsense you can find online, but at least I feel like I can decide when I need to leave my heavy smart devices behind and go light. If you can't tell, I'm a huge advocate for this phone. Every time I pull it out of my pocket in public, people are curious. It's so different from every phone out there. It is small and pocket size, so it is literally lighter than any smartphone on the market. It has an e-ink screen, like a Kindle, that is so easy on the eyes, and it has tools like a calculator, notes, music, podcasts. It can even be a hotspot when you need to connect a device to the internet on the go. They are constantly improving the phone and adding more tools. If you would like to learn more and go light with me, 
visit my website and visit the referrals page to learn more. All of our friends ended up in one magical place. We're close to All of our smooching friends. <laughs> Which I haven't actually smooched any of them. You have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have smooched my friends. Uh, anyways, we love them. That was mm -hmm. a great time. Yeah, and I was talking to Dexter, who put this, who orchestrated this whole thing, and our son's name is Emerson Dexter Strait, so there's something to unpack in a future one of these. But uh, I was talking to Dexter about how grateful I was that he brought us all together, because for me it was like a release valve. And there were like some things I was responsible for, mainly learning the guitar parts to all these songs that he's worked really hard on. And I did learn them, but Just I was overcome by the joy of being with everybody that it was really hard for me to play exactly what I should have played. So I keep telling people, as a recap from the show that was sold out at Southside Junction Tap House in Fayetteville, West Virginia, by the way, did I say it was sold out? It was sold out. <laughs> I keep telling people that um, I danced more than I played guitar. You're just, anytime you play music, you just look like you're on a little train trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping doesn't stop. <laughs> Maybe I should include a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would trip over your cord or do something. You would Maybe seriously that's the name of our project, our music project, is trampoline. It's definitely already taken. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along so yeah it was a release valve and then um our kids really 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 loved our friend bear mm -hmm. and elena but specifically he's a good looking dude he's a good looking dude and he's a fantastic drummer <laughs> and he and elena are our rock climbing friends that That's we're true. going to take to the whitewater rafting center or, we or maybe we'll just go. I was gonna say, or we'll just go there and not have to go to a whitewater rafting center. Have to buy tickets, right? Yeah. So Emerson um, was glued; his eyeballs were on there whenever we were doing the rehearsal and whenever we were sound checking. Uh, when he saw us hooligans playing music together, he was glued on exactly what Bear was doing. Mm -hmm. that he told time. me. He said, "Can you tell Bear that he's a really good drummer?" <laughs> said yeah sure and so we had the drum set stacked in our in our third bedroom here that right it wasn't hasn't been touched in just a stacked. year yeah stacked as a tower yep which i keep saying is the wrong place for the drums the drums should not be stacked the drums should be set up and ready to go so we unstacked <laughs> the drums and took over becca's sewing area yep and now emerson is tallying hours on the drums because he gets frustrated. Very Our easily. little human gets frustrated. We've heard that's a typical firstborn thing. Like mm. it, they want everything to be perfect. So when it's not perfect, they don't necessarily even want to try or it's just a lot of work to do it. And they get really frustrated and essentially just give up if they can't do it. Mm. So, I told him it takes 10,000 hours to be as good as Bear or as good as some of our other friends that play music. It takes 10,000 hours to master a craft. And that's something I learned from Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers. And I think he's not the only one to say it, but 
10,000 hours. Phineas, also. Phineas of Billie Eilish. Oh, he, he's his own person. <laughs> Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother. He in his bedroom. He was homeschooled. They were both homeschooled. Which our kids are also homeschooled. And our kids are homeschooled, which is something we're going to cover. Okay. Um, uh, he in his room had a thing, 10,000 hours. I think he had like, I forget exactly what it was. Anyway, so what Dave was getting at is that we have a big, huge piece of paper on our wall. And there's one tally right now. He has done one hour. Yep. So I think right after this, we're going to do another hour. He should. Because, you know, our neighbors, our three-foot neighbors. They're gone. They're gone. So we can be loud. I don't care. Which is funny, because they can't hear any of the drums, typically. They can hear our toilet flush. (laughs) (laughs) We can hear their TV. Yeah, we can hear their... Because, you know, Gary likes sports, and sports are the best kind, so... Right. We can hear sports through the wall. So, after West Virginia, we drove 10 hours on Sunday. Got home. Mm Mm-hmm. We did laundry and everything on Monday, and we left on Tuesday. For what? What do we do then? Well, we were trying to get to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> because that is a Christmas present. Yeah. That, what an experience. So uh, we mentioned to his parents one time that, like, they have a friend that owns this place in the Dominican, and it's, I mean, it's cheap for per night and for how many mm. people can go. Plus, it includes a cook, which is amazing. Yisel was amazing. Mm. Um, anyway, so she bought the place, got some tickets, and that was our Christmas present for everybody. And it went exactly how we planned it, right? Oh, yeah. As all things do, right? You plan the thing and you it can't goes tell. exactly He's being very sarcastic. <laughs> what did I say to you? We were... Okay, so we... We took... Okay, so let's keep tally of the modes of transportation. The car. So the car, the Kia Sportage. Are you tallying every single car that we use? No, we're tallying everything that was transportation. Okay. Transportation category. We're making a tally for everything. I feel like car should be in one. Car? Yeah, no, cars. no, 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 no. We're going to... T- okay, so Tuesday. <laughs> We're going for lots of tallies. All right, so Tuesday. Okay, so wait. Yeah. What? So Tuesday, so Tuesday, we get picked up by his mom because we are going to get a train to New York right. City. So the our first tally... Our flight's out of JFK. Yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead. So the first tally is Kia Sportage yeah. to and from North Carolina. Second tally is the GMC Yukon... That is like our big straight family people mover. Okay. So she picked us up in the GMC Yukon big family people mover and drove us down so that we could catch a train, which is the third tally. So we took the Amtrak. Amtrak to Penn Station. To Penn Station. We walked to get um, delicious vegan Mexican food. It's called Ha Ha Ha, and it's in. Yes. Well, there's, there's, there's three multiple, locations. There's multiple in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so there's good. one in Whole Food, which is probably the most convenient. That was one that was right near from us. From Penn Station. So we walked there. There's one. Then we went back to Penn Station and we got on another train. Uh huh. Um, so just for those of you keeping score at home. Oh my gosh. Where are we at? Four was. Three was Amtrak. Kia, Four. Oregon. Okay, the fourth tally is the subway system in New York City. Well, it's not the subway. Yeah, sure. Anyway, yeah. so then. We're on that, and then we have to take um, a bus. Five. Yeah, from where we got off was in Jamaica, and we had to get that to the hotel. Yep. And then we walked for keeping track yep. of walking. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're up to five, which is public transportation bus. So we're a car, big family, people mover. 
the Amtrak mm-hmm. subway. It's not the subway. It's the Long Island Railroad. Oh, okay. Long Island Railroad. Bus. Bus. And then we're laying in the bed. We finally get to the hotel. We're laying in the bed together, and the kids aren't sleeping because they're all jazzed on all these modes of transportation that we've been on. And we're laying there. Do you remember what I said to you? No. Okay. I said, I'm so ready for this trip to the Dominican Republic as a relaxing vacation or as an adventure. And it became an adventure. And maybe that's when I jinxed it. Yeah, you jinxed it. (laughs) So... We sleep for mm, probably like three hours because children and our flight was at seven. So we get to the airport at like 530. Mm-hmm. We're on time. We're waiting at around 630. We are informed that the FAA, which is the Federal Airline Association, grounds all U.S. planes. All of them. Just because. Their computers and everything was down. So... We are grounded, and we're thinking, and maybe an hour, because we would still catch our next flight. And oh, we were supposed to board at 7.30, and we didn't leave till 11. So we miss our connecting flight oh, to the Dominican. No and there are lots of things that we should have done, but uh, we didn't do it. So not sh- We don't shit on ourselves. I understand. There's lots there, of things we could have done. Right. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, so we miss our flight. So the next thing that we could do, the next flight, we kept finding flights, but they would get booked too fast. So the next flight that we actually got confirmed was for Saturday. This is Wednesday. We're Wednesday, and this is the next flight is Saturday. So so this is three days into our magical week-long right. experience so we're stuck, on the beach. We're stuck in Miami. We quickly find an Airbnb that is right by the beach. Which, if you're going to be stranded in any city, Miami's not a bad one. Right. Mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. We get another bus. Yep. Another bus. Two buses. So six. We're at six now. It's another bus. It's along. We took two buses to get there. To the Airbnb. Yeah. And then we make it there. And it's not the nicest place. That's for sure. <laughs> so we're already like max out tired from traveling all day and waiting in airports and whatever. We're in a, yeah. We're in a place. But the reason we got this one was because it was right on the beach. So Location. Yeah. In terms of where it was, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. So, and um, what a cool time to be at Miami Beach. Yeah, Specifically in our location. So we were there from Wednesday night to Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time at the beach. Mm-hmm. My, um, when I say the timing was great, is that we arrived and there's a giant sand pile. Yeah, they're working on... Which I've never seen before. We thought at first they were making a pier because they just kept pushing the sand in like this one direction. But we realized... You talked to somebody and said they they're just making the beach bigger because it it gets eroded after a time or something. So yeah, my first friend of the trip, Oscar. Right. So during the during the day, you can't be on that part of the beach because they're like these giant dump trucks and um, whatever. All just working. Yeah. All these all things. The things. But then at night, they obviously go home and the beach is back open. So we would just climb up these huge <laughs> sand Massive. piles. How many feet? It was at least three stories tall. Um, maybe. I Two or three. I wouldn't say that. Anyways, okay, we would just we'll go run down 12 them. stories tall. Run up and run down them over and over again. No, you jump down them. That's true. You could jump so far. It was so much fun. It was great. Oh, and we saw my friend since 96. I've known him since 1996. Mr. Quillbush. He played some games with him. Mm-hmm. I watched because I don't like to play games with him. <laughs> Why not? 
He is too competitive and I get mad. <laughs> so I watched. <laughs> and we also, we took city bikes. Yeah. Went down to South Beach. Yeah. We went to the Carlisle where our friend introduced us to the movie The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. With Ryan. It's great. And uh-huh. that the Carlisle Hotel um, is the backdrop, per se. That's where they base the film out of. Yeah, they do an establishing shot for the Birdcage, which is a, uh, I guess, a venue for drag queens yeah. in the movie. Right. It's like a venue for drag queens, so it's called the Birdcage, but they do the establishing shot for that venue At the using the exterior of the car top. Ah, using the exterior of the Carlisle. And they changed the Carlisle to the birdcage on the outside. So we went. We took a picture. We mm-hmm. got some beer and some chips and guac, and it was 50 bucks. That was stupid, but it was fun. <laughs> it's whatever. And then we bought a cigar and walked around, and it was nice. Yeah, Cuban cigar. It was not. We got to experience that whole strip is, like, something I would never pick to go do for a vacation, but I'm so glad we did it, because now... Yeah, I mean, I would never, Southern, I would never Southern ever Southern choose Beach. to go there. No. And because we got stuck there, well, we just we made yeah, most of it. Yeah, and now we have a shared memory with some of our greatest friends in the world. And then, on, um, so we were there, and then finally, Saturday, mm-hmm. we go to check in, and our we can't get our boarding passes. We're supposed to fly from Miami to Santiago, and that's like three-ish hours away from the house. Because our original flight was to Samana, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any flights there, so we're like, whatever, we'll we'll take a car and we'll get there eventually. But when we go to check in, the lady's like, "Wait, where are you trying to go?" Oh, I can I can get flights right now. Meanwhile, his dad and mom and sister are have already gone through security, <laughs> but she needs all their passports, so they come running back out. The flight is in like an hour and a half, so she quickly got us all new boarding passes and luckily none of us checked bags and mm-hmm. we made it and we only had to drive like 40 minutes instead of three hours which was nice it was very nice yeah because emerson gets very sick yeah. he threw up on our flight to samana yeah once we landed right or yeah in the air no literally we landed he threw up yeah <laughs> poor guy gets motion sick he um, got that from his dad yep yeah. and then we finally made it and mm-hmm. we were in the Dominican. It was lovely mm-hmm. until Wednesday. Yeah, what a good reset button. It was so nice. It was so nice. So seventh mode of transportation was Maximo driving his van I'm keeping with the score, us but... all around. And then <clears throat> one of the first days we were there, we decided to do like an excursion early rather than save it till the end. You right. know, so... We went to La Cascada de Limon. Mm-hmm. Cascadas de Limon. Which is waterfall in Espanol. Lemon. Lemon waterfalls. Right. Cascada waterfall. Um, and we took horses. He took caballos. And you had a mule. I had a mule. And the mule's name is Michael. Um, not Miguel. His name is Michael. Yeah, which is so funny because mine was, we, Emerson and I cannot remember what exactly the horse name was. It was Paparita or Papalita, something like that. Anyways, mine was very, <laughs> very a Dominican name. Very Spanish, whatever you want to say. And mine was Michael. Yep. 
And so this is, for those of you who keep score, this is seven. No, so you said Ryan, seven last time. Oh, the van was seven? Yeah. Okay. You're, you're so going to have to tell eight. at the end. That's okay. This is eight now. We, we got this. So eight modes of transportation. And um, we arrive at the Cascada and I just have to climb the rocks. Dude, that thing was... Yeah, we went swimming. Oh my gosh, we went in it and we were under the under the falling well, water. Well, we didn't really get under it, but we got close to it. We got close to it. And you, you just get close to it and you look up and you're like, wow, this thing is power. That was my... I was in awe of the power. Because you look at waterfalls and you're like, oh, they're nice. But, and then you get near it and you're like, whoa. But before we get in, there's these two men that have giant parrots. Oh, that's right. Guy. And I just go over to the falls to like look at you know to look at him, and this guy comes over. He's like, "Do you want to hold this?" And I so I tell him in Spanish, like, "I don't have money. Like, I literally didn't have any money on me." So it's like, I'm right. not, "I can't pay you." Right. He's like, "Oh, that's fine, whatever." Mm-hmm. So he says, "Hold out your hands." So I hold my hands out, like cupping, like cupping them together, and he hands me the bird on his back, like I'm oh, I'm really? holding it like a baby. That's so funny in my palms. So I'm laughing, being like, happen. "Why? What is happening right now?" Uh-huh. Um, and then I ask him, like, can I have it on my hand? Like, I'd rather just hold it like a normal bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so then I actually hold, held the bird, and then you held it. I didn't, he didn't even ask me. He literally just put it on my shoulder. Yeah. And in America, or sorry, in the United States, whenever stuff like that happens, I'm just like, pass, hard pass. Nobody's so forceful. But this guy, he hands you the bird on the back, and then he puts it right on my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to be okay with this. Right. The bird's on my shoulder. And, you know... I let Becca do the animals, typically. I love animals. But this was, that was the first click in a shift that I had on this trip to the waterfall. So then, yeah, we swim under the thing, and then I have to uh, climb some rocks to to jump in because it's like 10 feet deep-ish, almost. So it's a great jumping in spot. I would have done it if it was warmer because there was that walk you could have gone around. But I was just cold at this point. Yeah, it is January. And I forgot towels, that was... Yeah. <laughs> towel, yeah. We need a sham. Wow. You want a small pack towel? No, we have our Norwex ones. Um, anyway. Yep. Sham, wow. And then I get some jewelry and the guy first tries to, you know, they're like 80 bucks. I'm like, yeah, no way. <laughs> and then we're walking away and I was like, I'll give you 40. Walk away. He's like, all right, I'll give you two for 35 or two for 40. And I was like, mm, no. So I go down to the falls and I come back up and finally he's like, all right. Two for thirty-five, <laughs> from eighty to thirty-five dollars. I'm like, okay, fine. Whereas your mom did not haggle, and she spent. Yeah. Mm, we lots of money. we have a lot of travel rules now. Rule number three hundred thousand forty-seven is haggle. Oh, you always have haggle. Price. Haggle everywhere. I learned that from my mom a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haggle. I mean, you do that on Facebook. Yep. Anytime. Lego for sale, twenty dollars, and you're like, Will you take five. <laughs> 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 Sometimes you say yes, that's great. <laughs> Xbox for sale. Will you take two dollars? <laughs> I'm not buying an Xbox. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, okay. So then we're riding the mule down. I'm riding a mule. You're riding a caballo, apparently. Yeah, mine's a horse. Yeah. Um, and I had this moment of connection with the animal that I'm on. And I understood my wife. For the first time, maybe. In terms of animal-related things. I was like, I understand why I will, animals are so special to me. I will my, drop everything to be with an animal over a person. It sounds terrible, but that's just how 
It, that's how it works. I couldn't, this is going to sound so bad. I could not go into vet school, veterinary school, because seeing animals and dealing with them in pain was mm-hmm. worse for me than becoming a nurse. Okay. And dealing with, like, People doing chest compressions on somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know what my brain, what happens in it, but I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Man, but I don't know. The shift that happened, there was, it was a moment. It's like, you know, those moments in your life where you just, everything changes. I was like, I don't really care to ride horses or animals or even be around animals, but something about being on Michael was a major shift for me. I think it was because I was riding with Hazel in front of me too. It was like a shared experience I had with Hazel in this, this like animal was giving of itself so that I didn't have to like hike which i love to hike i felt so weird on it mule. felt so weird it felt so weird because we've like we've hiked the tallest mountains in colorado right so it's like what are we doing on a horse but so i know experience. why we did it because i needed to have it was that shift pretty sketchy life. too like yeah, it was all muddy and rocky it, was, so. and it wasn't controlled like the horse riding experiences i've had in in the united states like it was the guide was there but sometimes the guide wasn't there and Michael the horse, was like the horses such knew a where good, they were going. Yeah, Michael was just. But what I meant by sketchy so was trained. we're going up like these super steep things where if like you didn't lean back and you lean forward, you could just fall off the horse. You could, yeah, it was freaking us out at some points, specifically so, my mom. But yeah, but she made it. And the main reason we did it too is her knee is bugging her, so it was nice to. Yeah, that would have been really really tough to hike. So wow, what a magical experience! So then after that we. Basically just, oh, yeah, we chilled on the beach, but then we wanted to go downtown. And I thought and it was a lot closer than it was. It was not. I didn't check the distance, and I was like, oh, it's just across. It's over this little pier that we've already, or this little peninsula that we've already walked past. And no, like, it was like three miles. At least two or three miles. So round trip, it's like. So we walk like probably a mile. mile. We probably walk a mile already with the kids, and they're done. Done. And Dave sees these guys on the side of the just road. see guys with basically dirt bikes. They're. Yeah. What are they? They're Moto- like motorcycles. They call them moto taxis. Yeah, motor taxis. It's like a small motorcycle that's not a Harley. Thank no, it's just God. It's, oh my gosh! It's just there was little... no Harley sounds, and I was I loved that. Okay. Anyway, so we <laughs> we get on them because our kids are done and we're already yeah. halfway. And it's I $10. had seen uh, our friend Nathan Calvo was in Colombia the same time we were there, and I had just seen him on a moto taxi in Colombia. Yeah, way and cheaper. he posted that it was 50 cents a ride. We probably could have haggled them for five bucks. Right. But because I've never taken a moto taxi before, I didn't feel mm-hmm. comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. If it was just me and Dave, I probably would have said, no, I'm not paying that. But right. we had kids in tow, and then your mom was coming too. And there was so. a language gap. Right. But, I mean, I can, I, can, I can haggle with that. Yeah. Anyway, so we we get on, and then they don't have enough gas. So in the process of getting there, they have to stop, and they're sharing gas with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's up the scene, too. We are... Becca has Emerson, I have Hazel, and between, I'm sitting between... Or I'm sitting behind the driver, and the kid is... Between us. Between us, yeah. We're sitting behind the driver with a kid in between yep. us. No helmets. Nobody has a helmet. Not even the drivers. They they were going. I wasn't worried. They were going slow. Yeah, and it's a beach town, chill vibe. Right. If it was a city, I don't think I would have done it. it wasn't Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Yeah. So that was a blast. The kids mm-hmm. had fun. They did. Man, and I just that that so that was now our ninth or tenth mode of transportation was Ooh, getting sure. on the back of one of these things. Um. 
So now I want a pony and I want a... a you don't want a pony, you want a horse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, what do you want for Christmas? A pony! <laughs> To make some extra cash while traveling internationally with my family, I work as a creative marketing professional who is a big supporter of entrepreneurs. I want to live in a world where everyone is doing the work that makes them come alive, rather than feeling stuck in a job that isn't fulfilling. I design logos, websites, and illustrations to help launch and grow small businesses. For me, Squarespace has been the number one tool to take a dream and as they say, make it real. Their system for building beautiful websites is incredible. They offer powerful website hosting and a whole suite of marketing tools to professionally showcase your work online without having to pull in third-party apps and plugins. If you are ready to get your work online or need to revamp your current website, I would love to be your guide for all things Squarespace. As a member of Squarespace Circle, I can extend a 20% discount off of their first year of website hosting. If you are interested, follow the link in the show notes or visit my website, davidstraight.work. No, so now I want an animal. I want a farm. I want to save an animal. So if, backstory, this has been my dream since mm-hmm. I've been a child. I used to tell my friend Maxine growing up that she would be a doctor and I'd live next door and she would pay for everything and I would have all the animals and I would grow her food mm-hmm. and that's still my dream and she's a doctor so it might come true <laughs> it might it, it might um yeah, yeah i just i've always wanted animals and i don't necessarily want like chickens to eat i want mm-hmm. to save them from the eating industry and people are like what about the eggs and stuff like that i'm like well i think i would i don't necessarily care for them but i don't know dave cares for them sometimes or i would sell them i'm not gonna just like get rid of the eggs if, if hens are giving eggs and people want eggs mm-hmm. I would sell them but I wouldn't I wouldn't be involved in like killing the animals I would just want to provide a home for them to live their life on and yeah essentially it's a farm sanctuary yeah because you and I even before we made the decision to go mostly plant-based like we had this thing inside of us we knew we didn't want to cause unneeded suffering in the world and, and what and, we mean by that is the mass produced stuff for me you know you're on the highway and you see all these chickens shoved in this these little cages and like that's no life for them mm-hmm. but there's people like you go hunting and you do it humanely and mm-hmm. you know you look the you look the deer in the eye and you that's your meat for the whole year that's different mm-hmm. or you like you have chickens and you do it all yourself totally different and i understand that some people can't afford all this but mm-hmm. we just choose to live super simply so that we can um so we're not like the vegan people who are so against everything at all. Like, yeah, it's just for us, we don't want to feel like we're causing suffering to another sentient being. Right. You know, In, unless it's like you said, where you have a an I mean, experience I'm... with the animal and, and you know, you, you really fully appreciate what they're giving to you rather than just mindlessly eating a hamburger. Or mindlessly eating a frozen chicken something. Yeah, I mean, I went to to Paraguay and I we had to kill chicken and pluck the feathers and do all this stuff. I've I've killed animals to eat them before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mind it. It's just, if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Yeah, because to me, that experience, it's not a lifetime of suffering. It's like a moment of pain. Right. So 
Paraguay, they lived on a giant farm, very free range, so mm-hmm. very different. So for that for that animal, it's you know a short period of a, they have to give their life so that you can have a life, and right. it's just something that you and I are going to wrestle with the rest of our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but very riding, I know. To bring it back to the modes of transportation, <laughs> having some horses that we've saved that we can ride. Are like well, and that was the thing when we were riding horses I too. Emerson was like, I don't think they like this. Yeah, because the trail that we were on was it was a difficult trail, and they had to find their footing, and it was. I don't think I would do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I would pay for the horses, and I would just let them walk around and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a there's a fine line too of enjoying the animal and not overusing them and overstepping. Mm-hmm. Like, you want it to be a mutual agreement, not a, a forceful thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think you can sense that in an animal. I don't think you have to do a lot of work to really sense how an animal, what an animal is communicating to you. I think it's there if you're present to... Like my cat. I'm not always the nicest to her because she hates when I pick her up, but we've had to, we've had multiple cats that we've had to either put down or just give away. So now she's the only cat left and I, I make her, I hold her and she hates it. But she's mm. getting there. She's 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 she purr she's purring. She purrs when I hold her and she's okay. so there's part of it that I am So she's moving towards consent. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Forceful consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Don't tell the animal controller whatever. Anyway. Well, I'm just holding her. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. Our Dominican trip was fantastic. And the staff too that my friends have. Oh, so. It's just so nice to arrive at a new country, a new place, and feel welcomed and taken care well, of. Well, and have people that live there who know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, there was no, never a moment where we were like, is this an unsafe situation? Right. So, we kind of talked about where we're headed, and Did what we? are we up to this year? So, we're homeschooling our kids. Right. This was made for lots of different reasons um i think the biggest was just emerson would come home last year so emerson and hazel were both hazel was a preschool last year just three days a week for two and a half hours and emerson was in first grade and he would come home after like you know holding it all in and being compliant i guess you could say the whole day and would come home and just unleash himself upon us and the couple hours that we would spend with him were just not fun Mm-hmm. And then I also wanted to make sure our kids had experiences like dance or taekwondo and doing things after school. And I just, I could see the future of us getting to school, picking them up, going to something else, eating dinner really fast and going to sleep. Like this continuous cycle of just rushing. And I didn't want that for our kids. Um, I mean, we're not, who knows if we'll do this forever, but at least while they're like elementary age, this is... It's pretty simple for homeschooling, you know? It's not like we're doing crazy, crazy math things, crazy science things. Um, but we've made some amazing, amazing homeschooling friends. Mm-hmm. And we meet every week and we do field trips with them and we go hiking or just so many things. Um, so it's good for Dave and I and also our kids. Yeah. Just people that we would actually want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We're just, we're trying to let our kids be kids, you know, let them explore who they are and be bored 
and figure out who they are and what they want to do and we and give them experiences like going to another country right like i mean we were gone for almost a month which Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been able to do if they were both in school yeah and they learned so many important things while we were traveling like we were we were sneaking school in as we could like we do yeah we do math all day all the time we do language i mean they were learning spanish from spanish speaking people yeah i mean emerson brought books he was reading he was doing Mm -hmm. things like that hazel we need to get back on track with that but Mm -hmm. they i mean yeah they were learning stuff obviously Mm -hmm. a lot of physical activity (laughs) and yeah um yeah it was such a rich experience for them and um i'm just so grateful that we were able to give that to them well thank you for this sunday tea time conversation yeah i don't know if we'll do it every week but just want to talk through yeah i just think that there will be certain sundays i've i've had this feeling that i've wanted to do this on sundays and there's certain sundays and then i realize it's like no 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 it's been great and i'm trying to this year sometimes we'll play some music or something yes that sounds awesome so this year we are up to a lot of design things i think that's what our work is this year we're designing things so i'm working in the tech space designing i'm helping branding, designing websites right becca's designing well kitchens now apparently yeah helping kitchens. design some kitchens i have already been designing gardens for people mm-hmm. um but i also want to work on i have a lot of art that i want to ideally i would like to get pieces of fabric that are you know, being thrown out or thrifted and make them into bags and like print my art onto them. But that's just, that's a lot. Right. So we'll get there. We'll but get there. in the meantime, I'm going to put my art on some website and have it like print onto bags, like reusable canvas bags for things or on a notebook. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, Hazel. We're just wrapping up. So Becca works under the name Becca May. That's my name. That's your name. And I work under the name David Strait. I tell stories and I learn from people under the name Dave Ed, which is capital D, lowercase A V, capital E D. So Dave Ed. David. These conversations are just my way of publishing things that I want to learn from my friends. So Dave Ed conversations are me talking. I don't feel like you really I don't feel like you really learned anything from me this time. This is just a oh, recap no, totally of our. This is a recap of our trip, oh, no. pretty much. I mean, every time we talk, I learn something. I feel like every moment that passes is just information for you. Well, maybe next time we talk, it will be more geared towards. Yeah. Well, we have one frustrated child, and we have one child hanging from the doorknob. So before something breaks, and before more so frustration happens, we're gonna sign off, and we're gonna say do 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 do. Boop boop. <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed the tales from our travels if you want to hear more follow my work online at davidstraight.org and on social media at davidstraight becca is posting art and helping with lifestyle design online at beccamay.co and on social media as at beccastraight the show was mixed and mastered by nolan gray follow his work at indigosound.studio on instagram and online